My name's Steve from Retroman Blog, and you've just heard the Lysergics from their self-titled album, and that was a track called Unfaithful. And welcome to episode 23 of Retrosonic Podcast. Uh, with me today is uh, Paul Slattery, legendary rock photographer. Good, Good evening. evening. Hello, Paul. How are you doing? Pretty well, thank you. Yeah, we've um, been busy, haven't we, as usual? And uh, so we thought we'd take this opportunity to go through a few of the gigs and events that we've been to over the past few months and also have a look at what's coming up on the blog and at our live events so um we yeah enjoy it excellent well that lysergics track was uh, right off its head i think yeah, you know, right, quite frankly nice excellent <laughs> but i thought as we're in the mood of following the senior service and we're getting into that sort of instrumental stuff so that's a great track and uh, they're a great little band right and the good news is um we've got a, another retro man blog night coming up soon at the half moon putney and that's on June the 24th, which is a Friday night, and that will be with Ebert Lundberg and the Indigo Children. Well, he's a legend, Ebert, isn't he? He certainly is. A yeah. large... Eb- Larger than life. <laughs> large Ebert legend from Sweden. That's right, yeah. <laughs> But uh, it's great news, because obviously Ebert was in the soundtrack of our lives, and before that, Union Carbide Productions, who are two of Sweden's... Probably one of the most influential bands to come out of Sweden. The sort of oh well, the soundtrack cycle. of our lives. I think were one of the, was one of the greatest bands I've ever seen play live. They were yeah. absolutely phenomenal. 
which when you think of the bands that you've seen play live, oh. is pretty much uh, the best honour that they, you can bestow upon them, isn't it? Tremendous really? live, yeah. absolutely tremendous. And of course, mm. you know, ending up the last time I saw them with a legendary gig at the legendary Slussens Pension in Orust on yeah. the west coast of Sweden. That's right, fantastic. A couple it? of years yeah. ago. Whew, I'll yeah. never forget that. Yeah, I think you left some of your um, kidneys behind the livers, didn't well, you? Well, I certainly left <laughs> my brain behind, that's for sure. <laughs> Yeah, it was great. But uh, can't wait to see Ebert again. I mean, yeah, it's good. he's he's yeah. a great charismatic singer, isn't he, Steve? Oh, definitely. You know, and I think um, you know, as reg- regular listeners and readers to the blog will know that the soundtrack of our lives are certainly my favourite band. In fact, the blog was initially set up just to write about soundtrack of our lives, and Retro Man came from my favourite soundtrack song. It's not the fact that I'm a nostalgic old miserable git. Aren't you? you know? <laughs> oh, oh, could have fooled me. <laughs> <laughs> not most of the time. It's, it's just my favourite soundtrack song, you know. Um, but it's great to have him over, and we're, we're really honoured that he's going to come over and play for us. Um, as I said, Friday night, June the 24th, so book your tickets now. You can get them from the Half Moon, www.halfmoon.co.uk. And there's a great support bill as well, isn't there? Oh, yeah, we've got some great bands lined up. We have got Opening the Show... Uh, we've got the Fallen Leaves. So make sure you get there early because they'll be on at 8 o'clock. Um, so don't miss outdoors. will be at 7.30. So come along and make sure you don't miss the Fallen Leaves because they're really on fire at the moment. And then we've got uh, the Galileo 7, who obviously are Alan Crockford from the Prisoners' other band. So it's got a, we've got an excellent support lined up. Both bands will be doing really tight 30-minute sets and then we've got Ebert and the Indigo Children. Well, that's that. that those, I mean, those two just alone, two fantastic bands in their own right, aren't they? Yeah. Saw the uh, we've both seen the Fallen Leaves and the uh, Galileo Seven recently. The Fallen Leaves were just uh, they're in sparkling form with their new drummer buddy, aren't they? Definitely, and we'll be talking about them a bit later. Yeah, but, uh, um, yeah, great. So Ebert at the moment, the band is fantastic. Um, they'll be playing a selection of of old soundtrack songs and even some Union Carbide tracks, as well as a weird selection of cover versions and their new album for the ages to come. And they'll be playing most of that as well. So it's a, it's going to be a fantastic night. So, well, I'm sure it's going to be a great, one of those great mm. legendary pack nights, summer, midsummer evening oh, nights. Oh, it is. It's midsummer eve. Down, so, the, uh, down at the uh, yeah. Half Moon. I can't yeah. wait for it. And, um, Midsummer's Eve. You're going to play one of their tracks, Steve? I will. I'm going to play a track from the new album. And this was the debut single from the Indigo Children. And this is Backdrop People. So what is there to 
great track. That was Ebert Lundberg and the Indigo Children for their brand new album uh, for the ages to come. And that's out on Heldon Pop Records. So what do you think of that? Fantastic. That's great, isn't it? Yeah, it, it does. It harks I mean, back to the soundtrack sound a little bit, doesn't it? It does. It does hark back to the soundtrack sound. Mm. Sound of soundtracks. Sounds, that's right. <laughs> But there you go. I mean, Ebert's got certain style, and um, that band sounds really fantastic, Steve, his new band. Yeah, they're they're a great little band, you know. Um, Actually, Indigo Children are made up of uh, a Stockholm-based psychedelic band called Side Effects, and they're they're doing really well in their own right, and they've added um, a guitarist, Rebecca, from The Hanged Man, and uh, they've got together as Indigo Children. And the Side Effects actually have got their own single out, um, which has just been released, and here we can play that. We can play Lose You by Side Effects. Let's hear it.
was Lose You by Side Effects, a great band that is actually part of Ebert's backing band, so you can come along and I assure you they are a top band. If you thought Soundtrack were good live, then this is the, one of the only bands I've seen that's matched them. And talking of the Fallen Leaves, um, now so they'll be opening our, our show on June the 24th at 8pm, and they've, they're going to be busy this year as well, because they've started back their minimum R&B club nights, which was which we really miss is the old 12 bar oh, that was that was that was great i mean they that used was. to play every wednesday the first yeah, the, wednesday of each the, month at, yeah. at the 12 bar club in denmark street yeah. and that was just a classic venue and uh when that closed things were never really the same again i mean the yeah. the Liebs tried to take it on at the st moritz and it didn't quite work there and uh now they've tried it out now uh, they are trying it over at the um the hope and anchor the refurbished yeah. old hope and anchor the same old room where I saw Elvis Costello almost 40 <laughs> years ago. Well, it's hard to believe because that yeah. was like a legend. I mean, Madness played there, didn't they? The Dam, so many, the prisoners. The police. But yeah, but you go down there, it's this tiny basement room. Yeah. And you think, how did all these classic bands ever fit in here? Well, they did. But it works, doesn't it? And it's it's, mm. mu- it's got much better atmosphere than the, the Sam Ritz. And, mm-hmm. and, it, and the, the old 12-bar gang is, is sort of coming back because we missed everybody, didn't we? Yeah, was... we did. But, we're, you know, the 12-bar gang are starting to come back together at, uh, at various gigs around town. It's great to see everybody coming back to, you know, the Fighting Cocks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was a good crowd down there to yeah. see the Fallen Leaves. And um, the new drummer, Buddy, I mean, he's a, he's a drumming machine, isn't he? Yeah. yeah he's, I mean, he, he's a really great... Yeah. He, he's a great drummer. Yeah. And uh, uh, you know, I think they've been re-energised a bit with mm. uh, with Buddy behind so. the kit, haven't they? Yeah, well, I think if if you, you don't know that, uh, unfortunately, Bill left the band, and we we, we all our best to Bill because he was a he's a great mate, and I'm sure Bill we'll see was him lovely. around. He was a Bill Lane, the but last drummer. Yeah. Was, so was, was was a great guy. Yeah, it's a shame that he had to leave, but in his place is Buddy Ascot from the court. So you know they've got gone for quite a big name replacement mm. off the substitutes bench, and it it, it really works. And I think he has re-energised the Leaves. They've been playing really well. Oh um, well, they're you know I mean they're they're a brilliant band, the Fallen Leaves, yeah. absolutely brilliant band, and uh, you know they have a in Rob Simmons, of course, they've got one of the singularly one of the most extraordinary guitarists. Um, after each gig is finished. I don't know how how um, Rob has got any fingers left, quite frankly. <laughs> yeah, but you've got to it's see that... him. You've got to see him to believe him. I know, really. it's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you've got to come down. You've got to come down to the half moon. Yeah, you know, to see the fallen leaves and the Galileo Seven, both fantastic bands. And mm. uh, Ebert will just be icing on the cake, really, won't it? Of course, you imagine that. Yeah, mm. going to be a it, great night. It's fant- It's it's great and. I said the leaves are busy because I just heard that they are going to be releasing two albums this year mm. um, on their own Parliament Records. And first of all, they're going to be releasing a, a compilation album, you know, a, a mix of all their sort of their, their best tracks from, from all their released records so far. Mm. Uh, and that's going to be on vinyl. And uh, that's going to be fantastic. It's called Punk Rock for Gentlemen, 12 Near Misses. Mm. Well, we ought to uh, listen to one of their tracks right now, don't you think yeah. so? Well, the good thing is, is that I'm not going to play one of their old tracks because I've got an exclusive. Excellent. Hot off the press. Hot off the press. Straight from the mailbox today from Rob Simmons himself. <laughs> Excellent. Is um, a little bonus for you. You haven't even heard this yet, uh-huh. so a little surprise for you. Good. And we have got um, a brand new unreleased track from The Fall of Leaves. And this is going to be from their new album, which will be released in September, and it will be called What We've All Been Waiting For. And here is a fantastic track called Lavender Girl. (laughs) 
with Lavender Girl and that's a brand new unreleased track from their forthcoming album What We've All Been Waiting For which will be released on sometime in September I'm sure they're going to do a launch party as well good and it's a great track what do you think of that? oh that's great you know you hadn't heard that before either well I had heard them play it live oh yeah live but I hadn't heard a recording of it yeah, and great track, uh, it? it sounds actually quite psychedelic yeah I love that guitar it's yeah great. it's really really good yeah. really really good yeah. I mean it's different from you know Rob's normal live guitar, yeah. and uh, I think his uh, his it's got a great sound. Yeah, got a really really great sound. I love the recording. Yeah, and obviously this is this year is the fortieth anniversary of punk trademarked. You know, and everywhere you go is like exhibitions and galleries and everything is punk. And I went to this um, exhibition that they've got in the British Library, which is actually really good. It's in the lobby. It's a free exhibition and. They've got a really good collection of um, fanzines and, and records. And some pretty rare stuff, actually. It's really worth it. And when you go in, there's this huge, big display board of Subway Sect. And Rob Simmons is there. It's really? like what a really early picture of him and Vic Goddard and Subway Sect. So it's a wow. huge picture. And when I walked in, I was like, there's Rob Simmons, you know. So, um, of course, Rob was in the original, one of the first punk bands. Very first punk bands, you know, Subway Sect. Um, you know, the great tracks like Nobody's Scared and Ambition that uh, that he played guitar. Well, of on. course, and, uh, and and of course, Rob's um, Rob stars in a picture of the Subway Sect on the uh, wall of the Hundred Club as well. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's true, isn't it? Yeah, he gets everywhere. So isn't he's it? a bigger star than most yeah. people think he is. <laughs> yeah. Actually, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, it's great. So um, I, I thought what I'd do as well, just. Um, a band that I, I love uh, that we've never played before. Um, uh, talking about Buddy Ascot on the drums, and of course he was in the, one of the best bands to come out of that mod revival period for me. Uh, this is uh, the Chords and Don't Go Back. <laughs> Don't go back. 
chords and don't go back and sticking with a bit of the sort of mod theme um i know tom sheehan your photographer in arms has just um produced a book uh paul weller books and you were there at the launch party yesterday so yeah i was yeah i was um uh, well um my old mate tom sheehan uh, who i met in a photo pit probably 35 years ago <laughs> <laughs> um has uh, has uh, has just uh, published this uh, brilliant book of uh, photographs of his of paul weller taken over five decades oh, 40 years um a great book called uh, aim high okay a collection of his photographs published by uh, the Flood Gallery in mm. in a brilliant uh, a brilliant uh, super deluxe edition, limited edition of uh, I think they're five hundred I think they're seventy quid each but yeah. they're a beautiful artwork in their own right mm. um, produced uh, on art paper in, in with a with a slipcase it's it's an excellent excellent book mm. and um, as I say produced by um, Chris Marksbury's um, Flood Gallery. Uh, the gallery's been over at uh, Greenwich Market for the last five years, and Chris has been producing rock artworks, mm. and recently he's, uh, he, he's decided to get into publishing, and um, Paul Weller book, Aim High, is his, uh, is his first, uh, oh, first book. So, yeah. um, well, we're looking at the um, not an actual copy, unfortunately, but we're mm. looking at it here, and it's uh, it does look pretty good, doesn't it? And it's got a forward by Paul Weller himself, that's right, it looks really amazing, you know. It's all and also signed as well by Tom, loads of images from go, yeah, it's like Star Council, right back from the jam, right up and right to Paul now. And it's unusual for a photographer to work with someone such a long time, isn't it? It is, it is actually. And, um, as I say, some of his photographs of, of, of Paul are, are really, really excellent. And, mm. 
if you're a jam fan, you'll love this book. There's a, a super deluxe edition for uh, 70 quid, a slightly less uh, expensive um, deluxe edition for 40 quid. Yeah, and uh, yeah. these are really very collectible books. So, as I say, if you're a jam fan, mm. uh, check out the Flood Gallery and um, yeah. have a look at this uh, this fabulous uh, photo book by Tom Sheehan. Aim high. Mm. Great, and you can check that out at www.thefloodgallery.com, and it does look amazing. And you also get some uh, photos as well. So you do some prints. So it's good. About time you did another book, isn't it, mate? Uh, well, uh, as I was saying to Tom last night, books are—they um, do—they um, do take a lot of energy and a lot of time, and uh, you've got to do the right book at the right time. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I've got a couple of uh, ideas oh. on the back boiler. I'm not going to tell you about them just yet, oh. but um, we shall see what occurs. Well, that sounds good. And don't mm. forget Paul's books, um, The Smiths, The Early Years, and The Year on the Road with Oasis are. Available from all good bookshops and online, and still available and still worth getting hold of as well. So, there you go. Thank you for your fiver. Cheap at the price, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. And, um, oh well, I was a bit shocked yesterday because I I found out that Charlie Harper was 72 years old. 72. (laughs) Good God. Charlie Harper of the UK subs. Still touring. He just they only played like the Hundred Club like last week, I think, at <laughs> And they're doing and they've finally released they've got to, you know, they started off, they said they're gonna release an album like A to Z. Yeah. So they started off with another kind of blues. Right. And now they've actually got up to their Z album. Can you believe it? Yeah. Zazo or something I think it's called. Oh, yeah. But They've got it. They've got all the way A to Z. Who would have right? believed it? I mean, for me, I first saw UK subs on Top of the Pops doing Stranglehold, which you actually took the photos on I the cover of the single. When oh, I was a little that. kid holding my little Stranglehold yeah, single, yeah, yeah. I never knew one day I'd be sitting next to the photographer who took those great pictures on the cover yeah. of Stranglehold. I'm honoured, mate. Honestly. There's some live pictures there taken at the music machine on yeah. Stranglehold. That's right. That's right, yeah. And you were down the front. I was. Oh, you were on the stage, weren't you, as well? What I was on the got... stage, yeah, I was on the stage that night. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. mad down the front there. Yeah, yeah, that's But great. Uh, that was, that was, oh, that was a great kick. Yeah. I remember. But, but, and, and he's still playing, he's still playing gigs and still going strong. And they've got one of the best lineups they've had for ages now, haven't they? The subs, you know. We well, still, we've certainly we've got to go it. and see the subs. I, we saw them a few years, uh, two years ago, and I thought that they were remarkable. Got a mm. great, uh, Charlie's still on form. Yeah. And they got that great guitarist, Jet. Yeah, Japanese guitarist. Yeah. Alvin Gibbs from the sort of second lineup. Alvin, great bass, bass player. player. Mm. And they're, they're, they're Jamie Oliver on drums. Mm. And great lineup, and they're still doing it. And let's have a cheers to Charlie Harper. Happy birthday, yeah, Charlie. Cheers to Charlie. Happy 72nd, well mate. 72nd, eh? Yeah. yeah. And actually, th- this ties in in a strange way, if I can do a really good segue here. Um, with the soundtrack of our lives, because um, if anyone listened to our podcast with Ebert Lundberg of the soundtrack of our lives, he, we talked about the UK subs, um, because in their last album, the soundtrack's last album, one of the songs they they built in the, the riff, the bass riff to Tomorrow's Girls in the song, and it's, oh, it's quite funny, and then they were sort of talking to Ebert about it, and he said that they actually, um, with the Union Carbide Productions, which was the, the band before um, soundtrack of our lives, they sort of met at a UK subs gig in, in Gothenburg, so the subs have always been quite a part of of of, of Ebert's sort of musical upbringing, and they uh, said so it was nice that they incorporated the riff of Tomorrow's Girls into the soundtrack song. 
Uh, I thought, um, it's a cool, throw it to the universe. So it was quite funny. So I thought, um, well, let's play it in celebration of Charlie Harper's birthday and in a, in a little strange link to Ebert, the soundtrack of the lights, here is UK Subs and Tomorrow's Girls. by the UK subs that was Tomorrow's Girls from their debut album Another Kind of Blues 1979 it's a classic classic punk track yeah it is isn't it yeah from a classic band yeah one of the unsung heroes of the punk era UK subs one of the great Mm. bands really live gigs back in 78 were amazing yeah and uh, they still cut the mustard now and we you know we've been uh, busy haven't we been to gigs god I need a break the rest been lots of gigs lots of gigs and a good one that we saw was the long riders um talking about seeing bands and being nostalgic i hadn't seen the long riders for 30 years well i hadn't seen them ever i've only seen them i've never ever seen them before and uh i was unlucky because i went out and bought native sons when it came out in uh, i think uh, 84 or 85 and uh, always wanted to see the long riders when they came when they finally came over into the uk i think in 85 um, I was doing something else, so I couldn't see them then. Yeah. Then they came back over again in 86. Yeah, I and uh, I, I went off to China and Tibet. Oh, I, right, think, right. I think I was in Lhasa the day they were playing in <laughs> London, actually, which is quite a long way away, actually. <laughs> and a bit yeah. higher than London as well. <laughs> and um, uh, and then I thought, oh, 87, they'll come back in 87, but they, they, they're broken up by then. That's right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so... I went down to I went out to Brighton at the beginning of the month and yeah. um, and, and saw them for the very first time. God, what do you think? 
Oh, it was fantastic for me. Mm. It was like a dream come true. It was great, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a lovely evening. I got them all out on Brighton Beach. They follow um, Billy Bragg and Oasis in my uh, pictures of people out on Brighton Beach. Oh, right. And yeah. then... Well, there's a book. You can, you know, go to yeah. Flood Gallery and get that published. That's right. Pictures of rock stars on Brighton Beach. I wish I had more pictures. <laughs> <laughs> it's a slim volume. Yeah, that's right. It's a slim volume. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> a fat boy slim uh, volume. Well, yeah, I, yeah it is in Brighton, yeah. Exactly, yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah, Everybody I should photograph him, quite yeah, frankly. Yeah, Charlie Harper lives down that way. That's right. Well, there's loads yeah, of rock yeah. stars to photograph on Brighton Beach. You know? uh, that's true. Yeah. But um, the the gig afterwards was um, absolutely sensational, I thought. Mm. I mean, God, these guys only play mm. from time to time, and yeah. I wish they'd play a lot more, because when they play, they play brilliantly. They are, mm. they are simply fantastic, fantastic musicians uh, and great guys. Um, and, of course, they all, um, Steve, Tom and Sid, all, 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 all um, share the vocals yeah. and all harmonise, and, and Greg's at the back there. Record yeah. company executive as he is these days, Greg oh, Souders, right. uh, you know, plays a, a a mean drum. Yeah, you yeah. know, and um, they're they're a fine bunch of guys. And yeah. uh, as I say, that gig at Brighton just blew my socks off, quite frankly. And they went yeah. through the they went through a fantastic part of their catalogue. And of course, um, well, it was a great set, wasn't it? Oh, it was. It was a brilliant. Set. Well, you're looking at you're looking at your signed set list now, aren't we? Oh, I am looking at my signed set list. This is good here. podcast material. Which it is. If everyone can look it's around. great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you yeah, know, you've got everything on run. there. Run, yeah. Dusty, Run, Gunslinger. Gunslinger. You know, yeah. yeah. Tell it to the judge on Sunday. I had Ivory a dream. Tower, which was fantastic, which was... I think, although it's one of the slowest songs they did, that, that really stood out for me as one of the highlights. That was a fantastic track. You know? Yeah, it's a great track. Yeah. But I think my favourite song... Um, which they played and which we both agreed on is, um, is Still Get By. Still Get By. So Absolutely great song. Should we play it? Let's play it. But just a little girl, she's not too cool like that at school. I would not believe it if she said it wasn't Put it on the string now 
Okay, that was The Long Riders and Still Get By from their debut album Native Sons and, and that was a, one of the tracks they played in their fantastic set. And I, we both saw them, you saw them at Brighton the, the night before, but we saw I saw them at uh, Under the Bridge in London. Yeah, we both saw that gig as well. Which is under, under that... Under the uh, Stamford Bridge. Under the, uh, oh, the uh, it's under the stand of a certain football club in West London, yeah. which I I no. don't really want to mention. No, you know. No, maybe. I mean, it's it's it's, it's it's kind of a it, it's an it's a niceish club, but I just wish it was elsewhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like under the hundred club exactly, would be yeah, better. Yeah. yeah <laughs> quite yeah, frankly, yeah. but uh, there you go. It was it was a great gig mm. and. Um, uh, I, I loved it because I mean I hadn't seen. Like I said 1986 was the last time I saw them, so um, and I thought they were they were still great. Oh, they had the cry, crowd right with them too, didn't they? Yeah, oh, God. singing along. Yeah, everyone was really singing. Looking along. for Lewis and Clark. Yeah, yeah, that was great, wasn't it? It was. That? Yeah, Sid. What a, what a way to end this. Um, yeah, it was. It was. Uh, Sid had the crowd, uh, you know, yeah. here right, you know. Yeah. Right in the palm of his hand, really, at the end there, and yeah. uh, it was it was it was absolutely a superb set, yeah. uh, you know, both well, in Brighton and at Under the Bridge. Yeah, and of course, you'll be, we'll be able to see some of these great photographs on Retroman Blog. That's right; it should be next week. Yeah, com. We'll get the pictures up there soon, and of course, they were over really touring to promote their fantastic box set CD, mm. uh, which is a four CD box set called Final Wild Songs. And this is uh, it's well worth getting, even if you've got all the albums, because there's lots of rare stuff on there, live, mm. a whole live CD. Um, but you know, and they and they played pretty much all the best of the of these tracks off this uh, of this compilation, you know. And it's well worth getting hold of. And it's it's been really nicely produced by Cherry Red Records, which is a great record mm-hmm. label. Uh, four CDs, uh, yeah, it, it's worth it. And a, and a booklet, and it's got notes by all, all the members of the band, and lots of stuff in there. So. And it's it's well priced. It's it's not not expensive, and it's done in a, in sort of a small box. So it's not like mm. one of these two flashy things. So mm. you know, I really recommend getting that. And that's uh, Final Wild Songs. And yeah, and I just I just hope that um, you know that the Long Riders uh, can can be heartened by uh, by doing these live the two live gigs that I saw. Mm. Uh, which I thought were absolutely fantastic. I hope they can be heartened from that and and maybe do it on a more regular basis because they've uh, they've not played that many live gigs since they split up, uh, no. only very occasionally. And uh, uh, they all, I mean, they play together brilliantly. Oh yeah, and yeah. Uh, like they've played forever together. Well, there's and... definitely a band that's crying out for like new material, isn't it? Yeah, you know, I mean, sure they could write some great new material now. You know? But they could exist on, on on what they've got anyway. Yeah, but you and, think and, there's more and to the crowd come, don't love you? It. But you think there's they're a band that they they just fit they played so well together that you. You sort of no. think oh, there must be a, t- a chance for them to write something new. It would, it would be great. It would be great. Uh, I must admit, but uh, you know, for me to see them playing live at two gigs yeah. was 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 something I dreamed of for thirty years, quite frankly. And uh, yeah, yeah, you know, I wasn't disappointed. Okay. They're truly one of the great bands, I think. You know, yeah. they're brilliant musicians and um, great vocals, yeah. and uh, you know, everything went right. It was, it was superb. Well, they sort of predated all that alt-country thing, didn't they? You know, that would come later with Wilco and, and the Jayhawks and all that stuff. So I think they, they were sort of pretty much merging all that sort of West Coast sort of 
country and western paisley underground. underground and a bit yeah. of the garage rock as well so green they, on red yeah yeah they merged all that together really yeah, well they didn't did. they? so i think um you know they're, they're definitely i think they're often overlooked as a band you know they I mean, are overlooked but they REM are. obviously went on to, to sort of to bigger and better things commercially and that but i think long riders always had it in them to, to have been as big as REM, I think. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, REM were never really my cup of tea, quite frankly. And, mm. uh, you know, for me, Long Riders are the band that are absolutely mm. steeped in rock and roll. They're oozing mm. rock and roll. And when you yeah. see them live, you you know yeah. why. Yeah, that's you true. know, they just, they, they've got class and, they, yeah. you know, they're, a, they're, they're, they're just one, one of the great bands, I think. If they yeah. can, if they can play like that, only from time to time, mm. you know. Imagine what they can play like, yeah. you know. If they, if they, if they do slightly longer gigs, uh, slightly longer tours, and mm. um, play a bit more regularly. Yeah, let's hope so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But great, great to see them all. Yeah. Excellent. And go out and get that box set because it's a cracker. It is well worth it. Yeah, Cherry Reds, twenty quid. Mm. Final Wild Songs. Good stuff. And a band that talking about. A- Older bands that have been releasing new material. This is a band which has done that. They've just released a, a new single, and that's your probably. Oh, you know, I, from knowing you over the the past, God knows how many years, I think this is the band that I would say is probably your definitive band, the Flaming Groovies. Ah, oh, the Flaming Groovies. Who again played recently in London, and they did. And played last month in just London. Got a new single out. So how did it go? I didn't. I couldn't make the gig unfortunately because it was a Monday night. And but how did it go? Well. I mean, seeing the flame, the flaming groovies, since they got back together over the last couple of years, uh, uh, with their new drummer Victor, they're just mm. superb live. I mean, yeah. they're they're great guitarists. Mm. Chris Wilson hasn't lost the voice. Yeah. Um, Cyril has still got the guitar. Yeah. He's a great guitarist, and he plays that. Incredibly heavy, oh, the clear plexiglass, the plexiglass guitar. guitar <laughs> that was a ton. You know, he plays that. But I did. I tried it on. I don't know how he can play that for the whole gig, but because uh, <laughs> Cyril's not exactly a huge guy. I know. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and uh, it was uh, it was a tremendous gig at the Scala. Quite frankly, yeah, yeah. They really yeah, they well, just done a they they'd come off the back of a, a little tour in 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 Europe, and uh, yeah. you know. They filled in England mm. and played in London and then we were back off to the continent the next day. But um, the gig really worked and they played, you know, as usual, all, you know, all the classic songs. You want another set list? Yeah, I've got another set this list. This is the yeah. handy thing about you being a photographer. Yeah. You get to steal all the set lists. Yeah, I do. I get to get... <laughs> yeah, before everybody else gets their groovy hands on them, that's true. Yeah, and, and of course, you know, there's all the there's all the great songs here... Let me rock. I want you bad. I can't hide. Feel a whole lot better. And um, shake some action. Slow death. Shake some action. Slow death. Superb set list. Fantastic. And, and they and, and uh, they haven't lost it. No, no they really no. haven't lost it. The Groovies. They, mm. they, you know, they've come back with a vengeance. And um, you know, hopefully, uh, they can find some new fans. I mean, they were mm. they were off the off the face of the earth. At, well, 25 years, pretty well. Mm. You know, I mean, after in the early 80s, I think they split up and, uh, you know, not they didn't come back for about 25 years. So, but, yeah. it, you know, it's, it's great to see them back and um, they've recorded, um, they're, they're recording some new material. And yes, Crazy Macy is on uh, Burger Records, mm-hmm. their first single in 30 years. 
and actually it's just been released in time to celebrate the band's 50th anniversary. Oh, my God. Yeah, 50 years they've been going since uh, 66. Can you believe that? Oh, wow. My God. 66. I know. Well, I was just... Almost as long as the Stones. But it's, that's amazing. And, of course, don't mm. forget, we did a great podcast with Chris Wilson of the Flaming Groovers. We did. It was, was, was really... Really entertaining. He's a man steeped uh, in rock and roll. Oh, yeah, it's a great podcast. And you can yeah. get that on our Retrosonic podcast site mm. um, where Chris talks us through not just his, the, sort of his favourite Flaming Groovies tracks, but also he was in the Barracuda, so you've got that. Mm. And he picks a lot of his sort of influences from all the blues and the R&B as well. And it's, it's a really honest and, and entertaining chat about the history. And uh, mm. he's a great storyteller. So as, as we said, the Flaming Groovies are releasing a, a brand new seven-inch single, uh, Crazy Macy, backed with um, Let Me Rock. And let's hear the title track. This is uh, a new track from the Groovies, and it's called Crazy Macy.
So when did you first um, meet the Groovies? Well, I first met them in 77 in London. Mm. They were living in London then, and then in, uh, in 78 they did their, their spring tour, and uh, I was a young photographer, and uh, I asked Cyril if I could um, accompany them on the road, which I did. I went to a number of their gigs that, that spring, and... Um, of course, I thought they were going to be one of the greatest bands, known to man, and mm. um, it was it was quite sad that they'd split up a, a couple of years later, and I, of course, I didn't see them again for yeah. thirty odd That's years. <laughs> I know it was it was it was it was really saddening yeah. actually, but um, yeah, it's great to see them back, and uh, you know, strangely enough, it is the um, you know this year is the fortieth anniversary of them playing a legendary gig at the Roundhouse in nineteen seventy six, supported by. By the Ramones. Yeah, one of those legendary gigs, isn't it? it? One of those legendary gigs. And, uh, you know, perhaps uh, the Ramones, probably one of the first punk bands to play in London. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was one of those those gigs that you had to have been there, wasn't it? You know? Yeah, it was that one. You, I wasn't there. You weren't there, mate. I wasn't there. there. <laughs> no, actually, I was on the other side of the Atlantic in the, in the States, yeah. strangely enough. <laughs> yeah. but, you saw them at the Roundhouse uh, later when they played with I did. Talking Heads. Up, I did. It? I saw them later. Mm. And uh, I saw the Ramones legendary um, New Year's Eve gig at the Rainbow as well. Yeah. It's yeah, alive. It's alive. It's, recording. it's recording. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so I was there for that. Yeah. But um, yeah, the Ramones. The night after the uh, the night after the gig in uh, on it was on the fourth of July, seventy six. Yeah. I've done uh, that gig. Um, the night after that gig, they played a, a, a legendary gig at Dingwalls, which uh, yeah. uh, you know, if everybody says who were there. Uh, was there there would have been thousands of people right. there you know everybody was there but yeah. I think a lot of people were there I think yeah. Mick Jones the Clash was there and Joe Strummer and the Pistols and the Dam mm. they were all down there watching yeah. the Ramones that night yeah fantastic um, evidently but um, there you go 40 years ago this summer Damn. 40 years ago next month can you believe it wow time yeah, flies I know yeah. I know and if you love the Ramones go to the Ramones Museum in Berlin oh yeah, yeah. we've been there yeah, you can see a report on our trip to the Ramones Museum, and you've got your, your pictures got, on uh, of the Ramones on Viva La Rock, wasn't it? That's right. Magazine yeah. Flow runs the Ramones Museum in in Berlin, and um, there's a little cafe there, and you can't go wrong by going into going into the Ramones Museum in in Berlin and having a coffee or a drink in there and meeting Flow. That's true. That's good. And talking about the Ramones, um, first third books. Um, I've just released a limited edition Ramones book uh, by Danny Fields, which is a photo book and also includes a, uh, a sort of limited edition print as well, which is signed by by Danny. And that's uh, that, that's a, a really great one. And first third books you've worked with because of um, they did a, a felt book, didn't they? Like that's Lawrence right. And, and they're a great uh, a great sort of independent publisher who, um, you know, well worth looking out for. And the, the Ramones book is, it's great. It's just beautifully packaged again. You know, they're really clever the way they do it. And you can get like standard editions or deluxe editions. And um, I'd recommend that. It's called My Ramones. And it's uh, by by Danny Fields, who was the first manager of the Ramones. And it's it's a really good hardback book. And it comes with a signed print as well. And it's, it's well worth getting hold of. Uh, you can check that out at uh, firstthirdbooks.com and I'd really recommend it, you know, and, and they're a great um, a great publishing company as well. 
Yeah, well, let's play a, a Ramones track. This is um, your pick. What have you gone for? Well, I've gone for uh, a beautiful two minutes of... Uh, two fantastic minutes of the Ramones uh, from Rocket to Russia. Cretin Hop. Cretin, as they say in America, or Cretin Hop. Yeah, oh, <laughs> that is such a great record, isn't it? What a track, Simplicity. Oh, that is, that is fantastic, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's like the Fallen Leaves say, you oh. know, that simple is not easy, you know, but to get that simplicity and make it work is, is really hard, you know. Yeah. And I think with Buddy from going back to the Fallen Leaves, when he's playing drums, you know, when you think how like, the Fallen Leaves on the surface, you think they're a great garage band, but when you see him play the drums, you're thinking, what? God, why is he there? They're pretty complex songs, actually. You know? mm-hmm, There's mm-hmm. so much going on. But yeah. to distill it down into that, you know, you still can't beat it. Well, the Ramones, yeah, the Ramones made it, always made it look so easy, didn't yeah. they? Uh, the Ramones were, were such a great band. Mm. They were a beautiful band. Mm. Did you actually get to, to hang out? I know you went to, to Northern Ireland, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I did. I hung out with the Ramones a little bit. Yeah, yeah lovely blokes. Yeah. All really lovely blokes. Yeah. Very lovely, genuine blokes. And just want to play rock and roll. Because you went to Belfast with them. Didn't you went to Belfast with them. Yeah. Took some Everybody photos. Went crazy. Yeah. Belfast and <laughs> Dublin. Yeah. It was mad in Ireland, yeah. yeah. It was really, really mad and uh, everybody loved them. Mm. But to have been there when they played that, I mean, for me, It's Alive is still one of the best live albums out. And mm. I mean, that's t- because I, I wasn't, I was too young to be there at the beginning of, of punk. So when It's Alive came out, that, that was like, one of my first records that was fantastic you know that's how I got into the sort of the remote so to be yeah. there at that legendary gig must have been really special you know yeah it was great yeah, I was, yeah I was on the side of the stage for that gig it yeah. was tremendous yeah. it's tremendous having uh, been at some of those legendary gigs mm. and seeing these well legendary bands uh, mm. the like of which we'll never see again unfortunately yeah. 
Yeah. It's sad that uh, you know that uh, that kind of style of rock and roll seems to have uh, been not so mm. popular now. Yeah, but yeah. Um, hey, I still love it, and so do you. That's right. Exactly. And there's a few of us still do, and <laughs> uh, we're we're trying to keep the flag flying. <laughs> That's right. Well, talking of someone who's keeping the flag flying for sort of raw rock and roll and R and B and stripped back music is. Billy Childish, and again, this is another band that's uh, well, artist has made a, a comeback appearance. His first London show for six years, and, and that was um, under the new lineup of Wild Billy Childish and CTMF. Uh, and we saw them at the Lexington uh, last week, which and it was again that was an absolutely fantastic gig, wasn't it? I mean, no, it was. What, what a show that was, or two shows because there was a matinee, the matinee, and the evening show. Yes, that's right. The matinee with uh, Billy dressed up in his uh, David Crockett uh, outfit. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, hat included, yeah. you know. And uh, that was a, a, a wild Billy show. That was fantastic, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was a great show. Yeah. He was so relaxed and, and looked like he was really enjoying it. And, and there was a lot of banter and a, a lot of laughs in the matinee. And they, but they had the lights up because they were filming. Um, they, they, I think Paul Kelly was filming from Heavenly and I think that they were they were doing a film so they had to have the, the house lights were up so it was more like a typical sort of matinee show and, but it was. was on form wasn't it he was right on form mm. uh, with a lot of bands there was a lot of humour the evening gig though I think was uh, I think it was a bit more intense yeah that was where the lights were the uh, lights were lights down were and uh, yeah that was that was very yeah. atmospheric that gig yeah. and it was Bill Back to what he does best, which is playing stripped down rock and roll, mm. and it reminded me of uh, gigs I, I, mm. I saw the head coats twenty years ago playing at the St John's Tavern. You know, it's got that atmosphere of uh, stripped down rock and roll. Billy doing what Billy does best. Because mm. we spoke in the, our recent podcast that you've got one of your pictures of uh, the head coats on the new CTMF single, Glimpse of Another Time, and that's one of your photos right. right on the cover, isn't that's it? That's right, that time. yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And he's, yeah. he's talking about the, the gigs there. Yeah, well, yeah, you know, yeah. So. But you, you go back a long while with Billy, don't you? you yeah. Go back to the milkshakes. I go back to the, I go back to the milkshakes in 83. Yeah. And saw the milkshakes back in 83. They were uh, they were a great band. And, of mm. course, um, I, you know, having been a, a Link Ray fan for uh, since my teenage years, um, I've liked that kind of guitar and that kind mm. of rock and roll style all my life. And the milkshakes um, mm. took on that that kind of style. And uh, and then Billy's, Billy's other bands later on... Um, the Mighty Caesars and then the head coats um, mm. did that as well. And Billy, of course, um, the head coats were going right throughout the 90s, yeah. um, playing small gigs and not compromising on the way he plays it. And you've got another set list from your, your recent list. I yeah, have. What a great... I mean, he play, and the great thing was, I mean, he didn't just play, like, the new album or anything. He's, mm. he did a, he's done a, a pick of pretty much everything. Yeah, it was From great. going back to Comanche from the Milkshakes, he's done... Uh, Suffering the Buff Medways, the musicians of the Troubled British mind. Empire. What a, what a great! I mean, you've got Lie Detector. Yeah. You know, Misty Water, Sally Sensation. It's just such a great pick of of, of tracks. Yeah. And the good thing was at the encore, he got out um, Kira and Ladella from the Head Coatees. Yeah, it was great, wasn't and it? And they did a couple of tracks, which yeah, was, was yeah. really great fun. You it, know? Was, it, it was. It was really everyone good fun. was really enjoying that, and I think yeah. they all did as well. Yeah. You know, and I think this again it might be something that will lead to some more gigs. Well, I hope so. I hope. I hope. 
I hope Bill really enjoyed it, and uh, I, I, I do hope he enjoyed it so much that he's uh, he's thinking in his heart that he should be playing a bit more. Well, I notice mm-hmm. Julie's doing a bit more vocals now with CTMF. Yeah, and she did. They come up. There's the tracks that she sang live, and they came over really well. You know? They they really did. Yeah, yeah. It was, she was she was excellent. She the vocals sounded really good. Yeah, really good. Let's let's play a track from the new CTMF album. This is out on Damaged Goods Records now. It's just been released. Uh, the album's called Square One, and here's a track with uh, Julie on the vocals, and this is Turn and Run. Billy Childish and CTMF with actually Julie on vocals and Turn and Run from their brand new album Square One which is out now on Damaged Goods Records and obviously Damaged Goods has got pretty much all of his recent back catalogue of all CTMF stuff and he does fantastic um, limited edition vinyl and, and stuff so it's well worth checking out Damaged Goods Records website. Well Ian's been going for what a little more than 25 years now okay, and yeah. uh you know he's got a great back catalogue and uh, mm. can't do right any wrong go back and uh, and check out um uh ian's uh, ian's back catalogue of course definitely damaged goods and don't forget talking of our, our recent podcast we've done with, with chris wilson we've also got a great interview with billy childish which is uh, again quite an interesting look back at some of his favorite songs as well and we went down to chatham and had a a great sort of afternoon with him down there, watching him painting and, and chatting at the, at the same yard. time at the dockyard. It was, yeah. it was it was great fun. So that's available um, at Retrosonic Podcast at our SoundCloud site or iTunes. Mm. And, and then we did two. I mean, Ian 
had so much to talk about and he wouldn't stop talking. We had to do two episodes with him, didn't That's we? That's right. So we've got two episodes of Damaged yeah. Goods. His irrepressible character. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, he had yeah. so many great records to, to play that, that we've actually got two Damaged Goods um, podcasts in, in the archive as well. And they're mm. picking out some of his favourites as well from his um, from his label. And that that's well worth uh, checking out. And don't forget, all the podcasts are available free to download from SoundCloud or you can subscribe on iTunes and you can get them delivered straight to your little pad or pod or whatever you want um, as soon as they get released. Beautiful. Yeah, and we've been talking about that like, this year is the 40th year for 1976 and all that, that that went on and there's loads of punk stuff going on in London. I, I mean, it's always just something, I don't know, it's difficult to... Does punk belong in a gallery or a museum? You know, is it... Um, there's stuff going on in all over the place in... Yeah, it's difficult know? to know, really. Um, I... I Obviously, you know, people have got artefacts and, uh, you know, Malcolm McLaren's son, son has uh, said that he wants to burn all his or he yeah, has yeah, burnt all his... Uh, publicity his, stunt, wasn't it? Yeah, some publicity stunt. However, um, it, it, the problem is, is that... The problem is with punk is that because it's 40 years ago and it's kind of anti-establishment it's become as almost as if the establishment wants to grab part of it for themselves yeah that's definitely. what i feel yeah. but of course you know there wasn't not many punk records are made in the uk in 76 quite frankly mm. uh, it was towards the end of the year and back in 77 really when the records really started to pour out yeah. but in 76 you've got to remember that one of the biggest bands around the UK at that time was Dr. Feelgood. And, of course, Dr. Feelgood uh, surprised everybody by getting a number one record, a live record, <laughs> right, of live recordings yeah. uh, to number one. Has that ever happened again? I, I can't think I, of I, any... I, I don't know. Uh, the live album getting its number one? I mean, but that, that, know, but that record, Stupidity, was was absolutely amazing record. Uh, just... You know, shows the heart and soul of of the band that was Doctor Feelgood, and um, why Doctor Feelgood was so important for, uh, I suppose, um, setting the fire alight for punk in a way. Definitely, they were. I mean, they, I think you're right, and and also in the the New York punk scene again, that was a record that they they looked at, wasn't it? So mm. they were a catalyst for everything. It's what Doctor Feelgood brought up that raw, <laughs> basic rock and roll and and, and blues and, and R and B. But I think uh, one of my favourite tracks on that album, written by Wilco and Mick Green from the uh, Pirates, the great, oh, the great and love Mick Green, one of the yeah. greatest guitarists that yeah. ever walked the planet. Yeah. Uh, this is going back home.
fantastic track, wasn't it? That's from the live album Stupidity, which made its number one 40 years ago. And that was Going Back Home. And Wilco um, has, has actually got his uh, just released an autobiography called Don't You Leave Me Here, which um, I haven't read it yet. It's just been released, but I'm looking forward to it. And uh, we'll be sure to do a little write-up on the blog about that. So check out the blog www.retromanblog.com and we'll do a little feature. And thanks for listening, everybody. Um, thank you, Paul. We had a, a nice chat. Thanks, today. Steve. Play some great, a great evening, as usual. Thank you. Um, just like to say thank you to the Everlasting Year, who were that petrol motion. We had we did a gig last week at the Half Moon, uh, the last Retro Man blog gig. With that was Oliver a superb gig. Great gig. They're a great band, aren't they? Yeah, and uh, just want to thank everyone for coming along, and, and especially to the band. They're really great guys. Uh, again, you can check out our podcast where we interview... Um, the band about uh, that petrol motion and the everlasting year uh, so well worth a listen and that that, that was great uh, and we're now looking forward to our next show on june the 24th which will be with ebert lundberg from the soundtrack of our lives and his new band the indigo children and with the fallen leaves and galileo 7 in support and don't forget the fallen leaves will be on at 8 p.m sharp so don't miss out it's gonna be a classic night can't wait i'm so can't excited wait. to get, no, gonna, I'm really to get excited ebert over from sweden to you to, know. To, to London, it's been a dream for me to get him, to get him over here. So yeah, um, and uh, that's going to be um, something to to look out for. So well, it's going to be a wild and charismatic night. It will be, and you, you nobody should miss this night. It's going to be it's going to be really tremendous. It's going to be great. Yeah, and to play us out, let's have a, a soundtrack of our live song. This is Avenger Hill Street Blues, and uh, thanks for listening.
now living rock is on the uh, on the B side of the the first single, first seven inch single they've done oh, right. in in thirty years <laughs> called Crazy Macy. That's right. Yeah, and you can see the video for that. They've got that up on YouTube. That's right, Crazy and uh, that's that's released on Hamburger Records. I don't know if there's any copies left. I think they went um, not pretty... Hamburger Records, Burger Records, <laughs> <laughs> Hamburger Records, Burger Records. Well, what's the difference between Hamburger and Burger? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> A boat. <laughs> and oh, uh, keep <laughs> hamburger records, and that's released on. Um, could you have but... fries with that? <laughs> Can I start? Yeah, you can't. You can't put that one. <laughs> uh, and that's released on Burger Records. Yeah, yeah. You can have fries with that as well, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Burger records with fries. Yeah. Right, okay. I wonder what seven inch single with yeah. fries is like.